I'm here with Bethany Stenning, who is the, what would you say you are, the band leader, the lead singer? <laughs> um, yeah, I guess the, the nucleus. Why are you called Stanley? It's quite strange, seeing it written down, I thought maybe Stanley or mm. Stanley, but where does that come from? The, the, the start of it kind of was me intending to call the band Stanley as if it were the, the male name Stanley, and that kind of stems from a combination of things that all came together at once, um, so I'll try and list them succinctly. Um, the first thing is my surname was Stenning, so I used to get called Sten at school. Um, and my dad and my brother also used to get called Stan, I think. Um, my dad once told us a story how he used to get, he got called Stanley at school a couple of times because his teachers misheard his friends calling him uh, Stan for Stan, and then they called him Stanley in the register or something. But his name's Adrian, so I quite liked that kind of family random tie to it. But ultimately, it's because I wanted the band to have its own uh, name, like a body that it could have. Um, like its own identity. I was also reading George Eliot's book Middlemarch. Have you read that? I haven't read that. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, it's a hefty one, but it's really good. Uh, and she used her husband's name to sell the book. So in Victorian times, it's like kind of uh, a way of seeking more credibility. She sold more or something like this because um, she used a male pseudonym. So I just quite like playing with the gender idea as well. It's nice to hear that it's just not some random, quirky <laughs> band name that you've chosen. It actually does have a bit of a yeah, meaning. Yeah, I think it's, nice. it's quite a long-winded one to explain, <laughs> but it kind of evolved. Very well thought that. out. So Stanley is your current musical project, but you've been you've studied music. I um, and I wondered if you could tell me a little bit about what it was like studying music in Paris. It must be a very inspirational place to learn. <laughs> Yeah, so I, st I studied music at Southampton um, and then kind of got... Well, I was doing, I started off as a classical viola player at uni as well as like composition and the academic side of things but that was the performance side of music at the time for me and I didn't really connect with it too much so I wanted to actually just quit uni altogether um, until someone suggested that I should just go abroad so I chose to go live in Paris for a while and I was sent to the Sorbonne, which is the really, really fancy conservatoire <laughs> place out there. And I didn't speak any French at the time. I just thought, okay, I'm just gonna go um, and see where it takes me. So I learned all the French that I now speak out there, which is awesome, because I love speaking French. And yeah, I mean, to be honest, that was where I started performing uh, live, because I didn't really play the guitar too much at this point. I just took one out with me and started going to loads of open mics and just, like challenging myself in front of performing in front of people and uh, writing new songs and then collaborating with people out there. Um, yeah, it's a really big, windy, stressful city actually, but it was really fun, really lovely, beautiful place. So you've just released an album and you did your opening night at the Wardrobe Theatre in Bristol. Um, could you tell me a little bit about what inspired this latest work? Yeah. It's a concept album and it's all about elements. So each song is kind of its own sonic embodiment of that element and then through the lyrics and then the video because each one has its own video. Um, kind of tells a different story of humans embodying that element. Um, so for example, 
in the mountain culture, it's about, I guess, being a mountain, <laughs> if you like <laughs> boil it down to that. Um, yeah, like looking for uh, inspiration in your surroundings and placing yourself wisely in, w- in what you want to um, absorb around you. I was studying a lot of uh, embodiment theory actually at the time. What is embodiment theory? <laughs> I don't even know if I could summarize it anymore. It's um, just how just how the body is used or uh, viewed in different societies. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was looking at this quite a lot, and I was just really hyper aware of the body. I still am. I really am fascinated with the idea of bodies. And just what they are. <laughs> um, so yeah, that, that, I guess that was where it all stemmed from. And then the elements thing just came because I was fascinated by. I'm always fascinated by nature. You're talking about your music videos there, and they're very sort of expressive and dreamlike in quality. I was wondering if you had any any people that you'd love to collaborate with for a video in the future. I mean, my favourite director slash screenwrite because he doesn't always direct the ones he writes is Charlie Kaufman but that would be like I mean to be honest yeah I'd say Charlie Kaufman because I would be really intrigued to see how he would make a music video because I love the concepts he writes about are just so clever and like deep rooted so yeah was it him who did adaptation yeah Yeah. also like um Cynic Doki New York and um of sunshine yeah things like this so it perfectly fits in with the dreamlike thing doesn't yeah it? i really love i love his work he's yeah. great <laughs> so what about musical inspiration what inspires the way you write songs i yeah i've been thinking about this more and more lately because obviously with the release of the album people have made comparisons which is natural i think um and obviously people have said Bjork and I really I do really really admire it, uh, what she's doing um, and I grew up kind of I say grew up in, in like yeah from 20 till now I suppose is when I was being a lot more obsessed with her work um, but before that I used I remember listening to such a broad range of music um, and someone said to me the other day that it sounds a bit like Coco Rossi, and then I remembered that when I was like 16, I used to listen to so much Coco Rossi, but I don't listen to that anymore. So that must have kind of been a little bit intrinsically um, sewn into my blood or something <laughs> <laughs> at that age. Um, it changes, like annually, I'd say that the, the change between who I listen to each year is huge. But the ones that kind of stuck stick with me as if like family members I've been, I'd say, Sigur Ross always there. Mm-hmm. I haven't listened to them for a while, but I kind of know that I'll, it's like someone I'll, or some people I will always go back to. And then same, yeah, same with Bjork. Um, I'm listening to a lot more kind of free jazz and really just crazy music lately, which is probably going to be a fun influence. Because as a classically trained musician, do you feel like that comes into your writing? Yeah, for sure. Um, I really enjoy the kind of arranging side of things and composing things. I do a lot on Sibelius, so I compose the sheet music for 
saying Naomi the violinist I'd compose everything for her and then I, I would just give her the music I don't do that so much with the guys just because um yeah I think we prefer to work bouncing off one another in, in the studio space and things like this but yeah I used to do that a lot more and I think my head is definitely in the writing mindset of, of a composer so I'll uh, be think as I'm writing my parts in my room say if I'm just jamming something out I kind of will hear the other parts running themselves around me and then I just need to make a little demo or because I, I play a little bit of quite a lot of instruments so I can like piece it all together um yeah I have so many plans that sometimes it's overwhelming to try and know which one is gonna be the one I focus on but with Stanley, I the next focus is another album I'm gonna do because on the album that's just been released, it's actually not including the musicians that I'm playing with currently. Um, it's a lot of people from Southampton that I used to study with, as I guess they were session musicians on the album because um, it's quite orchestral. You've got brass, vibraphone, strings, harp, things like this. So I want to do one that's a little more not completely accurate to how we play live because I really love albums being different to live performances I, I, I think they're completely different art forms that just run in tandem with one another but um, all can be yeah gonna... what could someone expect from coming to see you guys perform live? Uh, a very different thing to what the album is <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot more energetic and um, proggy folky jazzy um yeah, we bounce off each other quite a lot on stage. Um, all the four of us really enjoy ourselves playing. Who have you seen live in the last couple of years who's really sort of a performance that's really stayed with you? I'd say there's like a, a handful that have really changed how I see music, which for me is a good musical performance. If you watch it and you leave thinking, okay, I am now hearing music differently or I've just like grown another face in which to see music um in the last couple of years i think moving to bristol um a lot of this i saw my my friend's band Wilder's gift were the first band that i think i saw probably live in bristol and i just remember being really really impressed by them they're all like quite good friends now um which is an honor <laughs> <laughs> but yeah just they, they do live improvisation. Um, they perform as a trio, do live improvisation. Just the watching someone's relationship like that on stage really, really inspired me on a performance level because I guess before I moved to Bristol and before I kind of started this new lineup, I'd be, I'd maybe consider myself more of a writer. Um, still performing, but that the primarily I was writing lots, writing lots of like words as well, lyrics. Um, book things and music and then so in the last couple of years I've definitely t gone down the more performance route and I'm really really loving it so watching Wilder's Gift was great because just seeing how how their sounds interacted with one another on stage and how, how yeah how they could improvise something so great you're quite well established now you've got a few EPs and an album you've got larger tours you're actually playing Glastonbury this summer yeah um, have you got any <laughs> advice for anyone just starting out playing music um, I guess the the one that probably people say a lot is um, 
try to just do as much as you can and not worry about what people think. Um, putting yourself in uncomfortable situations is always great. I still do this. <laughs> and it's kind of like cutting a muscle and allowing it to grow. You just need to feel that pain and then go for it. What sort of situations? <laughs> I, I used to be really nervous when I was um, younger. So before even like doing an open mic took me, I think I did my first open mic um, in Paris actually yeah like when I said that going to Paris was when I started performing um, performing live I just thought, used to get super nervous I'd feel really sick really shaky and that's just doing a little open mic maybe that no one's even really listening and um, yeah just beating, or if you're beating yourself up about things like trying to just do it anyway um, but because I don't really get so ner so nervous in situations like that anymore I mean I still get quite nervous before gigs but I think most I think that's quite normal so yeah and then also uh, getting a team of really um, inspiring people around you I think that's definitely crucial to have a little network around you people to collaborate with people to talk your ideas out with people to like if I say my idea to someone, someone that's not going to tell me that that's ambitious and not achievable, but someone that's going to help fuel me. We're actually going to play a little bit of your music now. So would you like to introduce it? Yeah. Um, the song is called Ode to Ovid, um, which is based on a poem by Ovid called The Ages of Man, um, which kind of talks about the four ages of man um, in a cycle, so it goes bronze, no, iron, bronze, silver, gold, and he was just, yeah, talking about the different ages, kind of symbolising different um, eras in human civilization, I suppose, so saying that we are in the age of iron and we're seeking to get to the age of gold, and I just really quite, I quite liked the words he used, so I, I was inspired by his poem. And we play it really, really differently live, so I think that's why I, I chose this one, because, uh, yeah, the live version is completely different, so, yeah. Days in the contours of your omnipresence Shadows over my present pupil blind like watering in the wind, like fruit So how can people find your music and when can people see you perform live? We are next playing at Glastonbury Festival. I think yeah, we've got four gigs at Glastonbury, so um, no excuses. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no. We were playing at Small World Stage on Wednesday at... When was it? I wrote it down somewhere. Yeah, playing at Small World Stage at 6.45 on Wednesday p.m. Friday at the Rabbit Hole at 5.30 p.m. And then midday at Small World on Sunday again. And then we've got a backstage one, which I'm still uh, waiting for when and where. But if anyone's backstage, we'll maybe be somewhere... Um, and then back back in Bristol we've also got a couple of gigs coming up we're playing at Bristol Harbourside Festival which is on the 21st of July um, 
I haven't got the stage details with me, but mm. I update the website quite well, I like to think. <laughs> well, mm -hmm. uh, or the Facebook page, we post a lot of things on there. Um, Instagram, I tend to use, I think that's quite a good one. Yeah, and then we're playing a, on a boat at some point in Bristol on the 27th of July. I don't know quite what this is. Or Sounds interesting. <laughs> I've just been told we're going to be playing on a boat that's moving. Yeah. So I said yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the website's um, stanley.com, just S-T-A-N-L-A-E-Y.com. All right, thanks a lot for talking to me, Bethany. Thank you for having me. Mm -hmm.